He's been serving the great state of Texas since 2006. You'll meet State Senator Tan Parker next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, I admire anybody who gives their life to public service because in many of the roles here in the great state of Texas, the compensation is not great. And one of the people who knows that very well is State Senator Tan Parker. He represents the 12th Senate District of Texas. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, what an honor. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. Absolutely. So uh, give us a little bit more on your history because you first got elected in 2006. That's right. That was That's a right. long time ago. Long time ago. I've now been serving Texas uh, effectively as a volunteer in the legislature now for 17 years uh, when we complete this year. Uh, I spent eight terms in the Texas House representing Denton County, uh, HD 63, uh, before now representing a much broader swath of North Texas, a good bit of Denton County and Tarrant County and Dallas County and all of Wise County here in the Texas Senate. So it's been an incredible journey and a uh, very, very blessed experience. And uh, of course, you know, again, we're citizen lawmakers. So People, I think, often forget. They think we're full-time and paid like they are in D.C., right. uh, but we're not. So I'm effectively a volunteer and uh, work in the business world every day as well, as best I possibly can. And I love it that you're still in the business world. And, that, and that's a great thing about the, the Texas legislature is that, that you still have to hold down a real job. What is your Absolutely. compensation from the great state of Texas? <laughs> <laughs> well, we make $600 a month as, as your legislator, right? So it's, uh, uh, despite uh, my fiscal discipline, I can't live on 600 bucks a month, despite how hard I try. And therefore, I'm obviously in the business world every day. And, uh, but that's kind of how it all shakes out. And, uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I try to create uh, business opportunities. I invest in companies, uh, turn companies around. We do those kind of things as a fund manager and an entrepreneur looking at opportunities all the time. Absolutely. We're going to pull up your website. And as we scroll down your website, I want to talk about some of the issues that you're passionate about. Uh, so what are, what are the, the, the areas where you're spending the most time? Well, Jeff, thank you for, for asking that question. Look, we've had a very busy year, right? We did 140 uh, days of the regular session. Then we've done four special sessions. So we've been uh, in Austin all year long. Frankly, this has been, uh, from a historical perspective, the longest uh, session year ever in Texas history. So uh, pretty incredible when you think about that. But we've had a lot of amazing accomplishments this year. I'm very proud of a lot of things that we got done. Um, I'd like to talk about first about property tax relief, if I could, for a moment. Sure. Uh, you know, you think about the fact that in this Biden economy today, people are struggling. Uh, you know, we, as a federal government, we've overspent, uh, and therefore we're seeing inflation, and it's biting us everywhere. And everything that people are struggling to do, from paying, uh, paying their mortgage to paying for food, uh, uh, their utilities, everything is more expensive. So as a result of all that, we needed to provide property tax relief as, as best we possibly could. And so I'm delighted to share with you that the people of Texas 
supported what we passed during the legislative session, uh, and in November, overwhelmingly supported property tax relief. So it was an $18.3 billion property tax relief package. And so what that did is for homeowners, uh, if you are under 65 and a homeowner in Texas, we took the homestead exemption from $40,000 to $100,000. Uh, on an average home in Texas, which is $331,000, uh, that's about $1,250 to $1,300 a year in savings. And if you're 65 or older, uh, we took that homestead exemption from $40,000 to $110,000. And so what that does is it gives you anywhere between $1,450 to $1,500. So real money uh, that every homeowner in the state can now benefit from. And then the other part of the package outside of taking care of home ownership and property taxes was taking care of small businesses. Uh, and so my Senate Bill 5 this year, uh, Jeff specifically, uh, ultimately passed uh, with, uh, I should say in combination with what we did for homeowners uh, as a proposition on the ballot in November. But what we did specifically there for small businesses, we took 67,000 small businesses off the tax rolls. So you think about that. 67,000 small businesses now off the tax rolls in Texas, uh, which is enormous because we know that small businesses are the engine of our economy. They really enable us to grow uh, and to create jobs and opportunities. And so not only do we take 67,000 businesses off the tax rolls, but we also improve the regulatory environment, meaning that now you don't have to go and spend the day of following through with what you were in sales and sending that to the comptroller's office. You're on the honor system now in Texas, Jeff, which is really spectacular. There's none of the state in this country. There's not a governmental a taxing authority anywhere in the world that will put you on the honor system. But you are now in Texas when it comes to the Texas franchise tax uh, and being below those thresholds now that we put in place. So an enormous accomplishment. So that's just one of many. I'd love to talk about some sure. others, but uh, yeah. I want to share that with you first. Absolutely. We're going to show some a video of you speaking on the floor. And I want to brag about the state of Texas because um, if, if there was anything good that came from the pandemic, it's that the whole nation understood kind of like the Texas miracle. Amen. Uh, we keep growing uh, right. by leaps and bounds. Uh, many other states, uh, New York, um, California are shrinking. Let's talk about why Texas is uh, really creating a roadmap for the, for the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, I mean, for, first and foremost, you know, it, it, we call it a miracle, but it's really not a miracle. <laughs> it's deliberate leadership decisions that we've been taking, policy decisions, because leadership matters. You got to have the right men and women in office uh, that I think are business people <laughs> and understand what it takes to keep the economy strong and vibrant. Uh, you got to keep the right level of taxation, the right level of regulatory uh, structure in place. And Texas has been finding that, that right sweet spot for a long time. Uh, we need to continue that. That's why we've been the leading state for economic development, the leading state for companies to, to move to Texas, all because of the economic environment that we maintain here. So uh, that's what we try to do. And we continue to strive to uh, always be better, be better every year. Right. And so we're never stopping in terms of looking at ways to improve the regulatory environment or to improve the tax environment. So while I talked about the things that we did this session or this year, rather, with regard to tax relief, uh, I don't wash my hands and say we're done with that. I want to come back constantly every year in the interim and then every session year and find new ways to provide relief and to support small business, to support home ownership. Uh, so we continue to keep Texas really unrivaled. There's not a state in this country uh, that is so economically blessed as we are. You think about the fact that we are now the eighth largest economy in the entire world. Again, that's not by accident. Larger than Russia, larger than Canada. 
uh, and the things that we take up every day when we're in session. So it's an extraordinary place uh, down in the legislature being a part of the Texas Senate. And I think we're making a huge difference in keeping, frankly, America strong and healthy. When Texas is strong and healthy, America is strong and healthy. Yeah, and I can't think of too many states that are arguing about how to spend all the surplus that you That's know this right. we're absolutely blessed you've also gotten the attention of the national media i found a great clip of you and glenn beck let's go ahead oh, let's absolutely. go ahead and roll that now so many times i have uh, said that one of the reasons why we moved down to texas is because if you lose texas you lose the republic uh and texas has always had this certain attitude you know uh when Davy Crockett comes down and fights for the Mexicans, fights against tyranny, somebody he's not he's not involved. He just sees an oppressed people, and he's so sick and tired of what was happening in Washington. He comes down and he fights, and and so do many brave people, knowingly lose their life for the freedom of others. And uh, when when I found out that you were having a hard time in Texas teaching that, what was that, 10 years ago, I said to Pat, we have got to move down to Texas because if we lose Texas, if Texas can't tell its own history, we lose Texas. Well, some good news, uh, I guess, for Texans because I guess now we can move. Uh, Tan Parker who is a Texas state representative, has uh, put together a bill and the uh, governor has just signed it uh, to, change, to change things. The 1836 project is now uh, part of law in Texas. Welcome to the program, uh, Tan. Well, Glenn, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be with you this morning. Thank you. So tell me about the 1836 project. I love this. Well, Glenn, look, it, it's so important that current generations of Texans, as well as future generations of Texans, always remember our history and understand it. Um, that type of civic education is absolutely critical to the future of the state, just like it's critical to the future of the country. And so the 1836 project is about telling all of our history, uh, the history that took place during the year 1836, the history of Texas before 1836, the history of Texas post-1836. All of it has to be told, the good and the bad, right. all of it. We can't Amen. pick and choose and Amen. be selective about our history. And that's what we're trying to accomplish with the 1836 Project, Glenn. So give us more background. Well, let me paint the picture. So it was January of 21. I'm a member of the House of Representatives here in Texas. And I was absolutely outraged over the fact that President Biden, as a brand new president, had canceled what President Trump started with 1776, which was all about protecting American history. And I was outraged. And I said, you know what? Nonsense. I said, Texas will lead. And we will be the first state in the country to drive forward an initiative that's all about preserving and protecting our history. All of our history. The good and the bad yet. All of it. We want to tell the entire story. And so uh, I was passionate about that. I came up with the concept of calling it the 1836 Project. Obviously, a very significant moment in Texas history. Uh, and the reality is, is that, you know, we, we, we got it through the House. It was a battle. Uh, had a lot of Democrats that thought I was trying to whitewash Texas history or something crazy along those lines. And that was absolute nonsense. 
Uh, and uh, we got it through the House, we got it through the Senate back then, and Governor Abbott signed it into law in 21. So I'm very excited about that. A lot of different component pieces. It's an ongoing project. First and foremost, uh, you know, the bill called for nine appointees, great historians, uh, appointed by the governor, lieutenant governor, and the speaker to go and help us to drive this initiative for Texas. And one of the first things that we're doing, I'm very excited about, you'll see here rolled out later, uh, well, here now at the end of the year and in the first quarter of next year, is when you come from any other state or country to Texas, uh, and you're now legally able to get a driver's license here in Texas. Well, before they issue that new driver's license, you're gonna get the educational content of the 1836 project. You're gonna learn about Texas civics. So I'm very excited about that. And then beyond that, I'm in the process now here in January, of, we have an open rec to find a great executive director for the 1836 project that will help us roll it out to every nook and cranny of Texas. So we're gonna have traveling exhibits, if you will, all the things of Texas, we'll publish that on a quarterly basis and we'll travel all across the, st the state of Texas. We're gonna be working uh, to raise awareness in schools and museums and courthouses and all of that under the, uh, the, the direction, if you will, of the 1836 project. We're gonna be recognizing great historians uh, a child every year, the governor is going to recognize for their excellence in history as well as an adult. Sure. Uh, and so it's going to really just be an incredible way for us to raise awareness and to educate all 30 million Texans about where we've been, where, where we are today, and where we're going. And I want everyone to understand that the reason why Texas functions so well today, our limited government, free enterprise approach, the fact that we're in session 140 days every other year, all those things that make Texas, Texas, and so special, I want to impart on future generations. That's what the 1836 Project is all about. I love it. Well, let's talk about another issue that uh, the, now the whole country realizes is a, is, a, is a crisis, the border. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I want everybody to recognize this very clearly. This is about the safety and security of the people of Texas, all 31 million Texans and 335 million Americans. At the end of the day, uh, if we don't recognize that, uh, we're missing the boat, right? Uh, we need to stop folks, obviously, from coming into this country, into this state that are here legally. Law and order must matter. We are a nation where laws matter. Uh, and look, we also appreciate the diversity of our state, the diversity of our nation. We're very grateful for people who've come from all over the world that have come here legally. Yes. We want people to come here legally. We want them to achieve the American dream. But you only achieve the American dream if you come here legally and you assimilate in our society and you become an American first and foremost. You're proud of your culture, where you've come, where you grew up perhaps before becoming an American, but you take the legal process, the legal steps necessary to become an American citizen. And what's very uh, concerning to me on so many levels from a security perspective, is that here we are in 2023 in a post 9-11 world, and we have so many millions of people right now, somewhere between the neighborhood of maybe three and over five million, uh, fighting age, young men between 18 and 40, from every country on God's earth, so many of which hate us, hate America. Uh, they hate our liberties, they hate our freedoms, they hate all the blessings of liberty that we enjoy in this state, in this country. And we don't know who they are or where, they're from, where they are currently, but they're inside the borders of this country. And so look, Texas, unlike any state in American history, is at the forefront of stopping this. Because to be very candid, the Biden administration is not just out to lunch. Uh, I think they are willfully opening that border. 
because they want to change the politics of this country. They want to make Texas blue. They want to change the electoral dynamics of this nation. And so Texas is leading the fight against all of this. We have appropriated this year over $5 billion of Texas taxpayer money, Jeff, to be able to stop what is happening on the border. And then in a special session earlier this year, we appropriated an additional $1.5 billion all with regard to putting additional manpower, our incredible DPS troops down there, all the equipment and the hardware and resources they need to secure that border. Uh, but then beyond that, we've taken other steps. We've now passed a law that says uh, that our Texas DPS can detain and also remove you from Texas sure. uh, and take you back to the International Bridge for you to walk back uh, to, to Mexico. So those are really powerful things. And I was very blessed this year to be the author of the Texas Border Compact, uh, which is an amazing thing that Governor Abbott has signed into law. It's really America's uh, Border Compact bill because what it does is it enables us to work with the other states in the country. They can now share resources with us. They can share intel. They can share financial resources. They can bring troops, if you will, their various law enforcement professionals from their state to come alongside DPS and to be alongside Texas as we work to secure the border and to build the wall that is so necessary to protect all of us. And then you think about the fact that we've got to stop uh, the cartel activity from coming up from across the border into Dallas-Fort Worth, into Houston, into San Antonio and Austin, our major metros. Then you think about the horrific uh, challenge that we deal with with narcotic trade. You know, there's been more uh, fentanyl come across our border here just in the last year uh, than you can imagine. There is enough fentanyl every year that's being seized to kill every man, woman, and this child, uh, man, woman, and child in this country many times over. Um, and then even more horrific uh, than that is the horrors of human trafficking. Uh, and I don't want to minimize what's happening with fentanyl. It is a, fentanyl is the number one killer of young people in this country. It is horrific what is happening. All of the drugs that are being laced with dirty fentanyl, coming from China and then across our southern border, it is a huge, huge challenge that we face. But then you look, as I said, about human trafficking, and we've got babies, young children, as young as two, three, four, five, uh, little girls and little boys being trafficked in this state. And you realize the, the horror of that. And all of this is happening because of the porous border. You know, liberals want to say that the porous border uh, is the humanitarian thing for us to do. Nonsense. The humanitarian thing for us to do is to seal that border. We have thousands of people that are dying trying to come across the desert, come into Texas and come into the country uh, because they think there is a chance to do so. Uh, and when, when the border is wide open, uh, they think legitimately they can get across. But what they're doing is playing a dangerous game with their life, not to mention all these other horrific byproducts of narcotics trade and even more horrific, as I said, uh, the trade in human beings. Uh, because it's more financially lucrative. All of these things are a function of a porous border. And so that's why the border compact, working with other states in this country to come alongside Texas is so important. You know, we've got many states now that are engaged and excited about being a part of this fight uh, because it's really truly the fight for the survival of this nation. Uh, and so Texas is front and center. And we all know that as Texas goes, the nation will go. And uh, that's why we're fighting. That's why we're putting all of our resources uh, right now that we can to stop this. And I'll tell you this, you know, the Texas taxpayer is stepping up and doing this. And so every time we appropriate these billions of dollars that Texas taxpayers provide, 
I want Washington and the federal government to reimburse Texas for what we're doing because we are truly providing a safety and security blanket, a hedge of protection, if you will, for the nation. And, uh, and I want people to recognize what's taking place. And then you think about what's happened most recently here in the world in October, and you see what happened in Israel. And you saw these sleeper cells come across that border so horrifically violent. You saw the horrific things that took place to the people of Israel. And you recognize that we have the same kind of vulnerabilities if we don't have a border that is secure. And uh, while we've got to be so aggressive in addressing, sleeper cells are already here and securing that border for the people of the state and the nation. Wow. We only have a couple minutes left. So final thoughts. What do you want to leave people with? Well, I want them to know, I think, first and foremost, Jeff, that Texas cares, that Texas leads, that we're responsive to our people, and they're not shy about taking a good fight uh, when it needs to be done. And that's what this is. This is vitally important because the federal administration is asleep or worse, <laughs> uh, and, and Texas has to lead. And so I just want uh, the people of Texas to know that we are here. We take this issue extraordinarily seriously. You know, we're the American people. We're the people of Texas. We can walk and chew gum. We can tackle multiple problems at one time in this state, in this country. Uh, and we don't need to be dependent on the Biden administration and, and them being out to lunch on this critical issue. Texas will continue to lead. And I want people to know that and have confidence uh, that the Republican leadership of the state, from our great governor and lieutenant governor, the legislature uh, and the Senate uh, and the House, we will continue to lead. Uh, for the benefit of Texas and the nation as a whole. Wow. Right. Outstanding segment. We're going to end with his website, which is tanparker.com. State Senator Tan Parker, thanks for coming on the show. Jeff, what an honor to be with you always. Thanks for all you do in raising awareness of critical topics here uh, before the state and the nation. God thanks. bless you and wish you and your family an extraordinarily blessed Christmas season. Thank you. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.